0: G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Friday, the 18th of March, 2022. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show. So glad you can join me for yet another episode as we wind up the week. Uh, just been doing some reflection today. Had a number of phone calls today, number of uh, conversations with clients, the potential clients, which is fantastic, but also some conversations with some people that uh, on reflection, I think I might have been making some assumptions around and this particular topic or this title of this episode is going to be Making Assumptions is Dangerous. Now, I'm not going to get into the the nitty-gritty of the actual conversations in terms of the content. Suffice to say, there's been a number of conversations this week and also last week that on reflection, I think I've been making some assumptions and assumptions are very dangerous. And these assumptions are to the point where I was thinking that I was absolutely crystal clear in my conversation. I was crystal clear in the information that I was providing. I was crystal clear in the questions that I was asking. But it looks like I was completely the opposite (laughs) because I've had a number of people this week and in fact a couple of conversations today where they were interpreting the conversation in a completely different way to the point where I was actually asking myself, was I in the actual, was I in the same conversation as this particular person, or was I on a different planet altogether? And it actually got me thinking in terms of other situations, both in the professional sense but also in the personal sense as well, where I've been having conversations, and from my point of view, everything seems to be really clear. Everything seems to be going swimmingly. And I'm wondering whether the person on the other end of this communication, whether it be over the phone, over Zoom, over Teams, or in fact in person, are they actually understanding what I am saying? And so today's episode is just a reminder as we wrap up the week, particularly for leaders, to really contemplate and reflect on the communication and any assumptions that we are making when we are communicating with people. Because I've got to say, making assumptions is very, very dangerous. And there's an old cliche that's bandied around quite a lot where it talks about assumptions and the danger with making assumptions is you make an ass, AWS, out of you and me. So one thing I'm going to be doing this weekend as well as thinking about what I'm going to do next week in terms of my communication and the way that I frame conversations, the way I listen even more intently is to be really, really clear on what my intention first and foremost is for this particular conversation, but also look for the signals and gain more clarity to make sure that there's no gap between what I'm saying and what the other person is interpreting. Because at the end of the day, one of the things I've come to realize this week, and even though I'm espousing this all the time, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know this, that is, as leaders, we should and must take 100% responsibility for absolutely everything that happens, and that includes our communication. So what I've realized this week is perhaps I've dropped the ball a little bit in a number of conversations to the point where I was thinking, rightly or wrongly, that my conversation and my communication was crystal clear, but I haven't been taking 100% responsibility for that, nor have I been taking 100% responsibility for the responses that I'm getting. Now, this one's an interesting one because often I have conversations with leaders and we talk about this and I say, hey, as a leader, we are 100% responsible for absolutely everything that happens, irrespective of whether we are at fault or not. But if you take it a step further, we also have to take 100% responsibility for everything that comes back at us as well. Now, that's not to say that the other person in that conversation is not responsible for what they're saying, because they are, but at least if we take responsibility for the way that others are responding to us, We then have 100% responsibility for the choices we make in terms of how we respond to that. And it puts the power back into our hands because at least we can control how we respond to a certain situation. So what I've I've learned yet again this week uh, is to focus on great communication. So in order for us to be great leaders, it stands to reason that we need to be great communicators. And if you look through history, a lot of the greatest leaders and the greatest influencers are also the greatest communicators. And one of the things I've noticed, certainly in studying great, great leaders, great influencers, great orators, if you like, is they're able to uh, articulate a message in such a way that people understand, that resonates with people, but also they have this uncanny ability to be able to seek feedback and get feedback to verify that the communication they're having is actually being received, in many cases, uh, with the intention that it was uh, given but also identifying any gaps that there might be coming back from the people who they're communicating with so that they can plug those gaps. And I've got to say, two hands in the air, this is something that I've not necessarily been working on hard enough the last couple of weeks. And life and business and people have a funny way of giving you feedback, sometimes subtly, sometimes right between the eyes to say, hey, you need to do some work around this because you are making some assumptions and people are going off on different tangents based on the communication you're having and they're not getting the results that you thought they were going to get because you haven't been clear in your communication. So as we wrap up this week, it's a great place to to think about, to reflect not only on the week this has been, but start thinking about for yourself as a leader, how is your communication being received this week, last week, and just in general, are there any areas that you think you can continue to work on? Is there any particular feedback you've been getting from people, key stakeholders, your team, senior executives, that perhaps has highlighted some gaps that you know you need to plug, but you're not quite sure how to do it? So one of the things this week that has really brought this to bear is I had the honor of working with a team earlier in the week and taking them through some some training where we delved into this topic You know, in a lot of detail. And isn't it amazing that when things are front of mind, you start to get feedback from various areas? So, what I'd like to do is just take you through maybe six key points that uh, I've observed that uh, great communicators, great leaders, great influencers, and great orators always keep front of mind when it comes to their communication so that we can minimize the opportunity of any assumptions creeping in because we know that assumptions are going to be dangerous. And as I go through these, just think about some of the key influences, key leaders in your life, uh, whether it be in your business or people that you admire, people who you maybe are following, and just think about what makes them such a great communicator. What makes them such a great uh, influencer to the point where they, when they speak, you want to listen. Now, What I'll preface all these with is something that might sound uh, too simplistic, but I, I want to put it out there anyway. The art of communication doesn't have to be super complicated, and this is one of the things that I find, particularly in large corporates, there's a lot of people that try to overcomplicate the overly simplistic. So one of the keys to effective communication is to be able to dumb it down and keep it simple. And often we talk about the fact that we do simple better, and it's one of the key points I'm gonna talk about in a second, but that's the preface, that communication doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, some of the best communication methods is really, really basic, as if you're talking to somebody at a grade four level or even to a five-year-old. And I've often said this, that if you can articulate what you do for a job as your occupation to a five-year-old child, and if that five-year-old child can then communicate that with understanding to somebody else, then you've hit the mark. Because even though we're dealing with adults every single day, I must say, and you might find this as well, you're often dealing with people who are, at their core, five-year-old children just happen to be dressed up in adult clothing. So keep it, keep it simple. So here are the, here are the six key points that I've reflected on this week that helps us become an even more effective communicator. And the first one is, great effective communicators have this ability to be really conscious of uh, bridging the gap between what they say and what they do, and it's often known as the, the say do gap. There are so many people out there that talk a good game, and we know that as leaders, it's so important to build a level of trust, and trust is the bedrock of everything we do. And so when you think about it, and I often talk about the fact that your team is watching your every single move and listening to what you're saying, but they're also watching for what you're not doing and listening to what you are not saying. So our ability to mind the say-do gap, to bridge the gap between what we say and what we do, is a critical element that not only builds a high level of trust, it actually translates into really effective communication. So one of the things I've noticed in the last couple of weeks based on a conversation that I've been having and which is really feedback is that there's been a few things that I've perhaps said that has come across not not in the intention or with the intention that I had intended, but also some of my actions that people are seeing are not necessarily congruent with what I've been saying as well. So there's a bit of a gap there that I need to work on. And so the first thing is thinking about whatever you say, make sure you back that up with actions that are congruent with what you've just said. Because there's no surer way to break trust than if you do something that is completely different to what you say. So it's always this case of do as I say, not as what I what I do, is not what we want to set as an example, certainly as a leader and certainly as an effective communicator. The second thing is I kind of alluded to this as well, is as a great communicator, as an effective communicator. We need to learn how to simplify things, and I get this a lot, having conversations with people in corporate. Many people love talking the corporate lingo, and no matter which organization you go into, there will be a certain language that this organization speaks with, whether it be certain terminologies, might be some abbreviations, and if you look at most organizations on their intranet somewhere, they will have an acronym encyclopedia, which pretty much is a a frequently asked questions type of thing where you can search a acronym and it will give you what the translation is. It's just an example of how we can overcomplicate the overly simplistic. What great communicators do, as I alluded to before, is they make the complex as simple as possible. They break it down into the common denominators and they make it available to people who can comprehend language at a really basic format. And what I've learned is that if you make it really, really simple, then there's a higher chance and higher probability of the message getting through because there's less opportunity to make assumptions because everybody's got their own assumptions about what certain things mean. They've got different values, different beliefs, different perspectives. And if we complicate language, if we use big words just to quote-unquote impress people, which a lot of people, unfortunately, in corporate tend to do, but instead if we keep that really, really simple... Now we actually reduce the probability of assumptions being made, and there's a higher probability of the message actually resonating with the intention that I put out in the first place. So making the complex and making it as simple as possible is a key element to being an effective communicator and hence an effective influencer. And this flows on beautifully to the next one, and that is great communicators don't pretend to be somebody who they are not. They are more than happy to be a real version of themselves, an authentic reflection of them. And I often talk about this to leaders. And this week, I should have taken the leaf out of my book. And instead of uh, perhaps in some cases trying to be somebody who wasn't or try to communicate a message that was probably a little bit more uh, too complex, if only I had I just sat back and listened to my own feedback and tried to be the real authentic me, uh, let that shine through, then just maybe my message might have actually hit the mark. But it didn't. So how do we do this? Well, we, we try to find our own voice. We be the best possible version that we can of ourselves that we can be, which means if there are certain words that you use, certain phraseologies you use, then make it your own, but own it. And be aware, though, of the feedback that comes back and be prepared to slightly adjust that if there's a, dis, a misinterpretation, of course, but essentially be you. Don't try to be somebody who you're not, and certainly don't use language that you don't normally use in normal conversations. If there's one way that I've found to uh, remove or certainly diminish the level of trust and respect you might have in the eyes of other people, it's to try to use words and phrases and language that is not your own. So don't pretend to be somebody that you're not. Just be authentic. So find your own voice. The next one is all about visibility, and this this is really pertinent to leaders, and I talk about this a lot, the fact that there are so many leaders out there who are really great at leading by absence. They sit behind their computer. They sit behind a closed door. They might manage upwards or they manage by spreadsheets. People don't want leaders like that. They want leaders who are visible and with so much available information to us and the ease of technology and the usage of technology, it's actually quite easy for people and certainly leaders to rest on an electronic form of communication, instant messaging, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff instead of... Having the nose-to-nose, toe-to-toe, eyeball-to-eyeball conversation. And what I've realized this week in particular is that often the communication channels that I've been using this week, and some of it's been via email, some of it's been over the phone, it actually has meant that the communication has not been as authentic and it hasn't been as clear as it would have been or could have been, or dare I say, I hoped it had been, Uh, that if I had gone and had the face-to-face conversation, then maybe I could have avoided some of the common errors that we made this particular week. So be visible. And certainly as a leader, if you're finding yourself not spending enough time with your team because it's easier or you're giving yourself an excuse that you've got to do this or that or do this report or write this email, please remove that as an excuse. Get out and be visible. Get out as much as you possibly can. And I said this to the group earlier this week, when you've got a choice and you're sitting down and you're writing an email and you know that email is going to go to somebody in your office and you know that person is in the office right now, then please stop the email. Get up and go and have a conversation and eyeball that conversation because there's going to be a higher probability of your message getting through than if you just sat back and wrote that email. Now, by all means, use email as a uh, as a follow-up, as a confirmation of what you've spoken about. and If there's any call to action, use it as a, a call to action type reflection of what you've just spoken about, but be visible because that's how we build credibility. And certainly as leaders, we need to do this more and more and more. And when it comes to this, when we're having this communication, this is the other thing that I found out the hard way, is I wasn't asking good questions. I had defaulted back to the old habits of me, and that is asking too many closed based questions, which meant that I wasn't getting the information that I was looking for, which only exacerbated the assumptions that were being made in the conversation. So when it comes to asking great questions, always think about asking great open-ended questions which is an invitation for people to share more information. Now look, if we're not getting the information that we hoped we would get based on the questions we're asking, then again that comes back on me as a as a responsible communicator to do a bit more probing, to do do a bit more digging to find out a bit more detail and start asking some more detailed questions. But One thing I have learned that in order for me to be an effective communicator and to get back on track to being a better influence and a better communicator, not only do I have to stop making assumptions, but I've got to start asking higher quality questions. So big, big lesson for me. And the final one is obviously when you're asking great questions, we've got to actually listen intently and listen actively to the responses to those questions that we are getting. And when this comes, and this feeds in beautifully with the point about being visible because we know that most of the communication that we have with other people is not necessarily through the verbal sense, it is through the nonverbal. So being able to read people as well as listen to people pretty much means that we're not only listening with our ears, we're going to be also listening with our eyes. Because often, the people's body language might actually give us a completely different message than the words that are actually speaking. So paying attention to this will also minimize the opportunity of making assumptions. So, hey, some big lessons for me over the last couple of weeks. And I just felt as we wrapped up this particular week, it's something that I've been reflecting on myself. And part of this recording of this podcast is uh, is cathartic for me and a bit of feedback for me to continue to work on the things that I know will move me into the direction of becoming a more effective leader, more effective communicator, and certainly more effective influencer. So I trust that is something that will add value to you as well and also to your team. So uh, as we finish the week, I hope that message resonates. And of course, if you'd like to have a conversation about any of this, or in fact, if you are ready to work one-on-one and would like some help in becoming an exceptional sales leader, love to have a conversation with you. To do that, simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and uh, let's put a plan together. Let's put a plan together to help you move towards being an exceptional sales leader over the next three months. So I very much look forward to that. Also, may you have a phenomenal weekend. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast, and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.